Today, Rinpoche began the section on training the mind in the stages of the path for beings of great capacity. There are three major headings in that section. First heading, showing that developing the spirit of enlightenment is the only entrance to the Mahayana. Second category, how to develop the spirit of enlightenment. And third category, how to engage in the bodhisattva deeds after developing the spirit of enlightenment. Rinpoche covered the first category, and we're very excited about entering into the second volume of the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment. ชาบะเดียวตอนเทวะเชมบุสอันนั้นเดวะสวาจีกบุงตัวอาเกนเดวะเยตอนอันเนเทวะเชมบุสเดวะเทวะสวาจีกบุงลิเชวะจีเนเ
it's referred to as a lesser vehicle because the scope is lesser. It's the, the great vehicle is referred to as the great vehicle because the object of observation is so great, is so large. It requires that practitioner to wish to become a Buddha for the sake of all sentient beings. And the object of observation through um, um, his or her entire pathway in the great vehicle is for the sake of all of them. Um, and therefore, um, it is called the great vehicle. Um, so these are the excellent qualities um, of this vehicle which make it great, which are not found in the lesser vehicle, um, and therefore it um, is referred to as something which is higher because of that um, object of observation. Diksan. Okay, so now we're going to look at the uh, um, stages of the path for beings of great capacity. Chujuji, 
uh, just clarification. Um, so we're, when we, if everybody has volume two of the Lamrim Chemo, um, that's where we are now. Um, and when we look at the, the explanation of the training the mind in the stage of the path for persons of great capacity, uh, we find uh, that there are three categories that are presented. First, showing that developing the spirit of enlightenment is the only entrance into the Mahayana. The second is how to develop the spirit of enlightenment. And third, how to learn the bodhisattva deeds after developing the spirit of enlightenment. Uh, so these are the three categories that we find. And before that, we find an introductory section. Um, uh, and the introductory section, according to Jayan Sheva's uh, commentary, has three parts. First, there is a homage. Uh, second, there is a reason for practice, or why would want one want to practice? Uh, and the third is um, an understanding um, of the paths, or understanding of pathway. Um, so these are the three categories that then lead up to these three categories of tr showing how the development of bodhicitta is the only entrance to the Mahayana, uh, etc. Um, those three categories. Um, so we begin with the uh, first category of Jayan Sheva's uh, commentary, which is the homage or expression of worship, is technical, what it's technically called, expression of worship. Um, so it says here, respectfully I bow down at the feet of those excellent and revered persons who have great compassion. Uh, so here, this is Lama Tsongkhapa's expression of worship. That's so when we look at this uh, expression of worship, respectfully I bow down at the feet of those excellent and revered persons who have great compassion. Uh, Jay Rinpoche's, uh, Lama Tsongkhapa's root teacher was Manjushri. Uh, so when we look at this expression of worship and who it's really being paid to, um, it's first and foremost being paid to Lama Tsongkhapa's root teacher, Manjushri. So an emanation of Manjushri um, um, had a teacher-student relationship with Lama Tsongkhapa. Uh, Lama Tsongkhapa realized Manjushri and, um, and saw him in person, um, an emanation of, Lama of, of Manjushri in person, and was taught by Manjushri. Lama Tsongkhapa was taught by Manjushri. And 
Quand so why is it necessary to have an expression of worship? Why is this homage placed at the beginning? Uh, it's done so in order to accumulate merit. Um, one accumulates merit um, by um, paying homage um, um, to the um, to these higher beings, um, and by generating merit, one uh, has the causes for future happiness because merit is virtue. Virtue leads to happiness, and also merit extinguishes um, non-virtue, which is the causes for suffering. Uh, so this is the reason for an expression of worship. Um, it's to accumulate uh, merit. And it's said that if one accumulates merit, then one can uh, achieve and have anything he or she wants. Um, so it's for this reason that we find this placement. And if we look at the Abhisama Alamkara uh, by Lord Matraeya, we find it, um, at the very beginning an expression of worship. Uh, that um, is then showing a praise by, by the means of the qualities of the three knowers, uh, the knower of basis, the knower of paths, and the knower of all aspects. These are the three knowers that are explained in the Abhisama Alamkara. Uh, and it states uh, that that through which the exalted knower of all leads here is seeking pacification to peace. That which the exalted knower of all causes those helping migrating beings to achieve the aims of the world, and through the perfect possession of which the subduers set forth these varieties having all aspects. To the mothers of the Buddhas, as well as the hosts of hearers and bodhisattvas, I pay homage. So this is the um, beginning of the Abhisamalamkara, Lord Maitreya's uh, ornament for clear realization, and the expression of uh, worship that's presented there uh, to the three exalted knower mothers um, in order to achieve and generate merit. Okay. Um, so there um, number so that's the expression of worship and the presentation of that. The second category is the reason for practice. Why does one want to practice? Um, and Jayan uh, Sheva uh, states that there are five uh, contained within this section. There are five ways of looking at it. Uh, five different ways of looking at it. Um, so therefore, this section has five categories in the commentary. Deekson. 
Um, so uh, we begin uh, with uh, just right in the uh, reading the Lamrim Chemo. Uh, after such extended meditation on the faults of cyclic existence from various perspectives, you will see all of uh, cyclic existence as a pit of blazing fire. Then you will be completely consumed with the desire to attain liberation, the elimination of suffering and the afflictions. Um, so here, if one thinks again and again about the downfalls of cyclic existence and the various suffering one has to endure, such as the suffering of birth, the suffering of aging, the suffering of sickness, the suffering of death, um, then one will see cyclic existence as, it, here it says, a, a pit of blazing fire. So when one sees cyclic existence in this way um, and recognizes all of the faults that one ha and all of the sufferings that one has to endure within it, then one generates a desire to definitely emerge, just as one would want to be free from a blazing fire if one was in, in it, or um, that likewise one would see cyclic existence as something to be um, freed from immediately um, and then the state of renunciation would be realized. Um, so this is how uh, one generates uh, renunciation 
this desire to emerge from cyclic existence, and this emergence is called liberation. So how does one achieve liberation? One achieves liberation by relying on various pathways. So here it says, if you learn the path of the three precious trainings, you will attain liberation, which is a, a free of cyclic existence and is indeed irreversible. Um, so the three highest higher trainings um, are the highest higher training in ethics, uh, which is like a strong, a stable body, the higher, highest higher training um, in concentration, uh, which is like a strong arm, and the highest higher training in wisdom, uh, which is like a, a good saw um, or a good weapon. Um, so here, uh, the, these uh, comparisons are made, um, or analogies are made um, to the highest higher trainings. And if one has the stable basis of the highest higher training in ethics, coupled with, uh, um, or combined with uh, the um, a strong arm of the highest higher training in meditative concentration, which utilizes as its object of observation um, um, emptiness, uh, and the um, uh, weapon or good saw, uh, which is like, which is the um, highest higher training in wisdom, which uh, has as its object of observation emptiness, and that wisdom is, uh, and that is, uh, is like a sword that, or a weapon that's able to destroy uh, the grasping at true establishment. Um, so by having a concentration which uh, is focused on emptiness uh, and a wisdom uh, which is focused on that, uh, one is able to cut ignorance, cut uh, with that wisdom uh, that's united with the other um, two higher trainings. So when we look at the pronouncements of Lord Buddha, we find that there are 100 texts that are presented there. And these hundred texts explain the higher trainings uh, in the following, highest higher trainings in the following way. Uh, the sutra um, pronouncements of Lord Buddha um, are, are said to be explanations of the highest higher training in concentration. Uh, the Vinaya teachings of Lord Buddha are explanations of the highest higher training in ethics. Uh, and the Abhidharma teachings that Lord Buddha gave are teachings on the highest higher training in wisdom. So we find there are the three trainings and the three baskets. So the uh, three trainings of ethics, concentration, and wisdom, and then the three baskets, which are um, Vinaya, Sutra, and Abhidharma. They, they re relate to each other in that order as well. Well, 
ね。
Ane kuyu döngel çeli çete yengaz, kuyu döngel de tay varız. Tadun onu sancı gibi tuyamarız. Ane sancı tebandela çoğuşuyoruz. Yalanı tijin lanlıcağınca sancı uğrayız. O da sancı gittiğinde kutunyağca alayan hangi özellikle. O da nyandı katı başın kutuyla, nyandı katı diyor, nyandı şuasınızı katı duruyor. Vesel. Okay. Um, so then it goes on to read, um, If you learn the path of the three precious trainings, you will attain liberation, which is free of cyclic existence and is indeed irreversible. Unlike the glory of high status within cyclic existence, however, your elimination of faults and attainment of good qualities will be incomplete. Thus, you will not have accomplished your own aims and can only accomplish the pur purpose of others in a limited way. Eventually, a Buddha will exhort you, and you will have to enter the Mahayana. Um, so, we go back up here. Uh, it says... Um, you will attain liberation, which is free of cyclic existence and is indeed irreversible. Um, so once one achieves the state of liberation, um, one does not go back to suffering. Um, so that is a permanent state, um, and it's not reversible, meaning that once an affliction uh, is, has gotten rid of, it's no longer there, so it can't rise again. Once all of the afflictions have been gotten rid of, once all of the afflictions are gone, have been abandoned by, path, by practicing the path, then there's no longer anything to create cyclic existence ever again there. So therefore, liberation is a permanent state because it's a permanent abandonment of the afflictions. So therefore, what creates it's not there anymore, Therefore, it cannot occur again because it's the components that make it occur no longer exist. Um, so this is why it's um, not reversible. Unlike the glory of high status within cyclic existence, whereas if one is born into the gods, one is born as a human, uh, no matter what state or how high of a status one uh, achieves within cyclic existence, um, one will have to be reborn again. Um, and it's not a permanent state. Um, so, therefore, when we compare liberation to high status, um, liberation obviously is um, much um, greater because it's a permanent state, whereas high status is impermanent. Um, and it says, however, your elimination of faults and attainment of good qualities will be incomplete. Um, so, if you are uh, thus you have not uh, accomplished your own aims and can only accomplish the purpose of others in a limited way. So up to this point, um, what um, these pathways and practices are to achieve a liberation for oneself alone are not aimed at um, others and others' liberation. Um, so the type of liberation that has been taught up to this point um, is irreversible but not complete because it's missing the factors of uh, the great vehicle practice, which will eventually have to be practiced no matter what, uh, because even if one achieves the hearer solitary realizer status of, in nirvana, uh, and is in nirvana and in a peaceful state, he or she will um, have to uh, 
um, enter the Mahayana sooner or later and will be um, spoken to by a Buddha and um, encouraged to do so. Um, and they'll be very reluctant um, and are not approached right away because they are sit in such a blissful state of peace um, and can sit there for a very long time um, because of the abandonment of the, all the afflictions. Um, but the pathway is incomplete and they still have uh, the obstructions uh, to omniscience. So we find in the Abhisama Alamkara, um, I'll look for it at break because it's coming up, uh, we find a quote that says that through the wisdom realizing emptiness, um, cyclic existence is abandoned. So the grasping at true establishment uh, is what creates cyclic existence. So um, one abandons it through wisdom realizing emptiness, but through uh, it's but through um, love and compassion, the grasping at pacification is abandoned. Um, so uh, the meaning of this is that uh, in the hearers and solitary realizer vehicles, in the lesser vehicles, uh, there is a um, um, attachment to peace that can take place or attachment to pacification that can take place um, uh, whereas if one has this practice of love and compassion um, then this acts as an opponent to that uh, desire to um, um, have pacification um, and sit in a state of nirvana and bliss um, so uh, that's what is meant uh, that's why that is pointed out in the Abhisama Alamkara um, and and um, let me just make sure. <coughs> and and it's what is meant in the the Lamrim Chemo here, uh, where it says, "Thus you will have accomplished your own aims and can only accomplish the purpose of others in a limited way. Eventually, a Buddha will exhort you, and you will have to enter the Mahayana. So Buddha <coughs> will come, uh, even if you've achieved liberation uh, in the lesser vehicle, uh, and you're in this place of." bliss in meditative absorption and the Buddha will come and exhort you, will ask you um, and implore you uh, to enter the Mahayana and you will have to then practice all of the pathways of the Mahayana um, from the very beginning uh, in order to get rid of those remaining obstacles. Tibani 
Tamamen tebaçın bir yoğurus, temen yoğurus, temen yoğurus, radyo da gelince taşın bir yoğurus, tasancıkı ya nyanyalıyan hane, tecenli tedavucuları, tamamen yine, şeri yoğurus, yine tamamen yine tecenli anlılacağını, tecenli yoğurus, otuz sonunda insanı. Evet. Ya. So, this, um, when one recognizes and sees that uh, a practitioner who doesn't um, include these other practices um, is lacking something, uh, then it, incur it makes that practitioner want to practice the Mahayana from the very beginning. So it says... Uh, Going back up, thus you will not have accomplished your own aims. Uh, and please, I don't want the clicking to be on the video on the tape. I can hear it, so it means it's whoever's using the phone. I can I know it's going to be on the tape. If it, please just put it on silent. However, your, your elimination of faults and attainment of good qualities will be incomplete. Thus, you will not have accomplished your own aims and can only accomplish the purpose of others uh, in a limited way. Um, so. One who recognizes that he or she is limited um, uh, then will want to practice something that is a complete path, that isn't limited, um, because the potential for limitlessness is there. Um, so, it says... Um, Thus you, will have thus you will not have accomplished your own aims and can only accomplish the purpose of others in a limited way, meaning that you can only be of very little service to others because of your own handicaps, because of your own obstructions that are present. And it says then, again, eventually a Buddha will exhort you and you will have to enter the Mahayana. Because of this, intelligent persons should enter the Mahayana from the beginning. So because of recognizing the drawbacks of not entering the Mahayana and the incomplete um, uh, practice, uh, then one, one should enter the Mahayana right from the beginning because of this recognition. And then it says, as Asura's Compendium of Perfection says, so here we find a quote from a, a Prajnaparamita text. Once you have abandoned forever the two lower vehicles which possess no power to provide the welfare of the world, enter the vehicle which the conqueror Shakyamuni compassionately taught. This consists only of helping others. Um, so here, the meaning of this is, once you have abandoned forever the two lower vehicles, uh, this is referring to the hearer and the solitary realizer vehicle. Um, this doesn't mean, um, uh, it's not, as a note, it's not s speaking in a negative way about them. It's saying abandon the view which is a view that um, is for oneself alone, not for all. So the view of those two vehicles is a view which wishes for liberation solely for oneself. That's the basis of that view, the basis of that vehicle. So abandoning forever that lower, two lower vehicles is referring to the abandonment of that thought which is just for oneself and then achieving the thought which is for all. Um, so that's what the great vehicle is about, the, uh, is uh, achieving Buddhahood for the sake of all. The two lower vehicles are 
achieving liberation just for oneself. So one is that, abandoning that smaller way of looking at things, that smaller scope of, of thinking, and adopting this greater way of thinking because it possesses no power to provide welfare to the world. Because those two lower vehicles will not allow one to become a Buddha, a Buddha is the one who can truly help the world. Therefore, one should abandon them. Enter the vehicle which the conqueror Shakyamuni compassionately taught. This consists only of helping others. So here it's stating that one should practice the great vehicle from the beginning because this is the vehicle which will allow you to provide welfare to the world, to become a Buddha, the only vehicle which will allow one uh, to uh, achieve the state of omniscience. Um, so, and that vehicle consists only of helping others, meaning there isn't a thought to become liberated for yourself only. There's always a thought to do it for the sake of others. There's never this thought. It says, consists only of helping others. It, it, um, so as a note, it doesn't mean that that's all one is doing the entire time. It means that the basis of all practice is for the sake of others. Uh, so I guess we'll take a short break and we'll be right back. Hey Jeff, when you have a moment, I have a question. Okay. Uh, my question was, how exactly does a uh, photo destroyer uh, take the steps to become a fully enlightened being? Um, uh, or how do does you he mean train? like a hearers and solitary yeah, realizing does he have photo to, destroyer? Like, what does he have to, does he have to like, okay. practice? At, you know okay. what I mean? Uh, be, the, just the reason is there's a Buddha is a photo destroyer also. Okay. Um, so there's the lesser vehicle photo destroyers, which yeah. are not Buddhas. And yeah. then, so you want you mean the ones that aren't, what do they have to do? Like, you're saying how like, <coughs> the ones that were in Nirvana? Right. They have to go to the Mahayana. What do they have to do? Yeah. Rinpoche. <coughs> Then <laughs> That's that's 
جندون سادہ ماتاں ماتاں تو تیجے رشو تو مدرتا When we look at the various vehicles, the hearer's vehicle, solitary realizer vehicle, and the bodhisattva vehicle, the two, hearer and solitary realizer, are the lesser vehicle, and the bodhisattva vehicle is the great vehicle. There are five paths in all three of those vehicles. So there are the path of accumulation, preparation, seeing, meditation, and no more learning. All those five paths are contained within each of those vehicles. So there's a five hearer's paths, five solitary realizer's paths, and five um, bodhisattva paths. Um, so one who is a, a, a hearer or a solitary realizer, foe-destroyer, um, who is abiding in nirvana, um, has abandoned their afflictions. So therefore is no longer in cyclic existence. Um, so. Uh, if they've reached the state of foe destroyer, if they've completed those five paths, the five paths found in the Heart Sutra, Teata, Om, Gate, Gate, Paragate, Parasangati, Bodhisoha, um, Gate, the first path of accumulation, second Gate, the path of preparation, Paragate, the path of seeing, Parasangati, the path of meditation, and Bodhisoha, the path of no more learning. If they've completed those pathways according to their vehicle, they no longer have afflictions. But there are still the uh, um, imprints of the afflictions present if they haven't practiced the Mahayana vehicle. So therefore, they are abiding in nirvana, Um, they no longer have suffering, they no longer are in cyclic existence, but they still have what's called obstructions to omniscience. And those are the imprints left over from the afflictions. The afflictions are gone, but the imprints themselves cannot be gotten rid of without the Mahayana path. So this foe destroyer then goes and practices the Mahayana pathways, the five pathways, which contain similar practices of wisdom realizing emptiness and so forth, but their focus and purpose is for the sake of others. So there's an accumulation of merit and so forth that takes place that wasn't present for the lesser vehicle practitioner. So therefore, they have to um, uh, accumulate it. They have to realize it. So they practice the Mahayana paths. Yeah. Does that answer? Yeah. <coughs> And you had a question? Well, I guess, um, um, I guess my question is, as these um, people in nirvana, beings in nirvana, have practiced <coughs> and gotten rid of their afflictions, wouldn't that mean that in their pathway they had had greater kindness and compassion for others in order to have gotten rid of their afflictions? And wouldn't they in some way have had some type of, you know, very good high qualities? The, um, the Nyantu Dan Ranjel, Da Jumba, Da Jumba Chana, Jewang Lama, the Kon Ninji Dan Shamba, Nyalan Che Gusun. The con the con sampa the con tarpa con nyan le depa nyan le depa the ninji dan shamba gu the juje juje con nyan le tapa tapa le ninji shamba gu gu maro gu mar teme da chamba tu zuri juli ninji yo mar ninji shamba yo maro wa tapa tu saro ta 
So the answer is that the hearer and solitary realizer, um, lesser vehicle practitioner, does not generate um, a great compassion um, or, or a great love, this um, uh, love through the force of attraction. Uh, it is not a requirement of uh, the state of liberation. One can say that they possess or have compassion uh, and love, or love and compassion, but not um, love through the force of attraction and not great compassion. Uh, it's not a requirement um, of liberation. Does that answer the question? So, so a hearer uh, or a solitary realizer, a lesser vehicle, a Hinayanist who is now in nirvana, who is a faux destroyer, th that state that they're in doesn't require great compassion or love to be achieved. Um, it requires getting rid of the grasping at true establishment that bind, makes that person see everything wrong and react incorrectly. Once that's all gone, once the afflictions are all gone um, that are created by that grasping, then that person no longer suffers. But they aren't doing all of that for everyone's sake. I see. Thank you. Deeksa. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so now we'll um, continue with the text. Jangitella Legit 
So then uh, going back, uh, I'm just going to reread uh, Aryasura's Compendium of the Perfections. Um, Once you have abandoned forever the two lower vehicles which possess no power to provide welfare of the world, enter the vehicle which the conqueror Shakyamuni compassionately taught that consists only of helping others. And also, so this is also from Aryasura's Compendium of the Perfections, uh, the Paramita Samasa. When people see that joy and unhappiness are like a dream and that beings degenerate due to the faults of delusion, why would they strive for their own welfare, forsaking delight in the excellent deeds of altruism? It's saying here, uh, when one recognizes that both joy and unhappiness are not truly established, so they are empty of true establishment, they are like a dream, um, and that it says beings degenerate uh, due to the faults of that of delusion. So the degeneration of a being is due to that ignorance that grasps at things as being truly established. So when we look at delusion or ignorance, it can be cate- um, broken down into two categories. Categories: uh, ignorance of karma and its results, and ignorance of the nature of reality. Um, so. It says beings degenerate due to the fault of delusion. So that grasping at true establishment is what creates this degeneration. And remember, then they long it true what you're the demu. That's cool. Gongya map chick the demu. Demu, demu change. Mohan do tonas. Dunga. Demu change. Mohan do tona. Lady na bajedo yobo rangi tola. Tokyo Lady Tamba, Jedun got you, eh? The <laughs> Legend on the Ashutian Jubatrua. 
Okay, so um, just going back then to Aryashura's Compendium of Imperfections, I'm just asking Rinpoche about, and that beings degenerate due to the faults of the delusion. And it looks here that, um, uh, it just looks a little bit different. Um, it looks like... A, Demu, mawa drotong na. Then, gang yisan inji case sabi omar. Yeti da raje to se timel doya deba yoro, timel doya thongo yoro. Te karijin thongo se tamu kuchunji thongo res. Kuru se timel doya ni abres na tengo yoro. Tijin doya thongo omar bata. Tamu kuchunji wat timel doya deba thongo res. Tamu kuchunji res. Tomu so it, here it's just saying something like that, that you who hold this view, that you who hold this view. It's, so it's speaking to a, the reason I'm having trouble is it says beings degenerate due to the faults. It's saying something more like, and you who hold this view um, that these, that, um, are, um, see the faults of a delu of this delusion. So it's something like when people see that joy and unhappiness are like a being, you who see the fault, and you see the faults of this delusion. It's we're talking to hearers and solitary realizers, saying you see the faults of this delusion. Then why would you they not strive for their um, why would they strive for their own welfare? Forsaking delight in the excellent deeds of altruism. Um, so I, I just have to look at it another time when it's um, not now. But it says something uh, to the effect of like that that you who hold this this mawa is a view holder drotung going. So you 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 who hold these views that see the faults of delusion and see that joy and unhappiness are like a dream. Uh, you hold these views like this. Why and why would you strive for your own welfare then, um, and forsaking delight in the excellent deeds of altruism? Um, so it's it's speaking of um, generating this desire uh, to help others, to work for the sake of others. Um, it's saying uh, the opposite of striving for one's own welfare is striving uh, to work for the sake of others. Um, uh, the Mahayana intent, uh, the intent of the great vehicle. So. Um, not seeing, uh, not desiring um, liberation for oneself alone, uh, seeing others um, and w wishing for all of their welfare. Digson. Come 
So that's the first of the five, and now we get into uh, the number two. ジャンジブオテニバトルミドゴアトスモデレタアレデマボヨレオッケーデニパニバトルオテチャチマイエンバシジンドスマシジンドドゥネヨワンドワジャユリジモロワナスシジンタジャランゴマイエンバシジンド
there is no discrimination made between sentient beings. So all sentient beings are looked at equally, and there isn't any exception made when, in terms of who will be helped and who won't be helped um, because of the way that one generates this realization. Um, so one has this Buddha lineage, um, and, uh, and it says, uh, yeah, so I see it all within here, why all of this points are making uh, number two. Um, so one has this Buddha, Buddha lineage, um, and the kind of uh, thought that is generated in order to become a Buddha is one that has no discrimination when it looks at all sentient beings and the desire to be helpful. Uh, Deek Songrim So now Kondu Kalsugo Tibajamatsu, Jayuri Tadagi <laughs> 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 
Sta ciò di ciognato, ciò di... Jay Sendata Okay, so uh, when you see that beings have fallen just as you have into the ocean of existence and are stumbling, unable to walk in a safe direction because of the eye of wisdom which distinguishes what to adopt and what to discard, for them is closed. It is not better to care for others uh, and str to strive for their welfare. You who are in the conqueror's lineage. That same text says, Why wouldn't anyone who is in the conqueror's lineage and who works for the welfare of the world have compassion for those stumbling with their eyes of wisdom closed and joyously persevere so as to clear away um, such confusion? Um, so, here, uh, um, so we're looking at this conqueror's lineage. Conqueror's lineage is uh, referring to Buddha nature uh, or uh, Buddha potential. Um, so, uh, once again, there are two types of Buddha nature or Buddha potential. Uh, there's first is the ornamental uh, Buddha nature or potential, and this is referring to the mental consciousness itself. Uh, it's translated as another name but also. And then there's the natural um, Buddha potential, and that's the lack of true establishment of the mental consciousness. When we look at omniscience, omniscience is not truly established. Uh, therefore, um, the mental consciousness is not truly established, and that then shows that the nature is the same. Um, our mental consciousness is not truly established, just as omniscience consciousness is not truly established. Um, so, when we look at mental consciousness, mental consciousness is required uh, in order to um, uh, go to school, in order to learn anything, uh, in order to learn religion, in order to learn Christianity, Hinduism, Buddhism, all of these subjects require a mental consciousness to learn. And all uh, practitioners and all people have a mental consciousness. So we're not saying that only Buddhists have Buddha nature. Um, all sentient beings um, have Buddha nature um, because uh, all sentient beings have mental consciousness. So this mental consciousness is the sign of Buddha nature. Um, so that, um, that's why we say that a Christian, a Hindu, a Muslim, all have Buddha nature, all have Buddha potential. There is no exclusivity when it comes to the nature or potential. Um, so it says, why wouldn't anyone who is in the conqueror's lineage? So that means all beings who are um, 
have mental consciousness, uh, it says, who works for the welfare of the world. So the, the conqueror, a Buddha, works for the sake of all sentient beings. And we all have this potential, this nature. Uh, have compassion for those stumbling with their eyes of wisdom closed. So here, this is referring to the self-cherishing attitude. This is referring to hearers, solitary realizers, those um, Henianists uh, who are stumbling with their eyes closed, who um, don't understand uh, that it's necessary to have this attitude that cherishes others uh, in order to uh, get rid of um, the obstructions to omniscience, which are the imprints of the affliction. So these can only be gotten rid of um, by... Um, working for others' needs by wishing to become a Buddha uh, for the, the sake of sentient beings. So the desire is to, if one desires or wishes to get rid of all of the afflictions and become omniscient, uh, then it's necessary to work for the welfare of all sentient beings um, in, in order to do so. And here it says, joyously persevere so as to clear away such confusion. Um, so, um, the confusion um, here, uh, Rinpoche said, also is referring to the obstructions to omniscience that are present. So one is confused if one has the obstructions to omniscience and has their eyes closed um, because they think they've achieved a complete status. But a complete status has not been achieved because the obstructions to omniscience are still present. So it says, have compassion for those stumbling with their eyes uh, of wisdom closed uh, and joyously persevere so as to clear away such confusion. Uh, and it could even be just clear away confusion, um, not such, because such appears to connect to the... Um, um, uh, the idea of just working for others. Rinpoche said the confusion is the obstructions um, to omniscience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rajina <laughs> Jayu 
when we look at this um, going back to the quote and it says um, the conqueror's lineage um, this again is speaking of Buddha nature or Buddha potential so when we divide Buddha potential into categories we divide them into the two categories first is the ornamental uh, potential um, which is referring to uh, the mental consciousness itself um, and this mental consciousness it's, um, is the same mental consciousness or the same kind of is made of the same things as the mental consciousness of a Buddha. Um, so the omniscient mental consciousness is just a mental consciousness, just like ours is a mental consciousness. Um, so this is that first ornamental um, um, Buddha nature. And then the um, natural Buddha nature is referring to uh, the actual um, uh, the lack of true establishment of the mental consciousness, just as the um, omniscience is not truly established, um, our mental consciousness and in, in its mode of subsistence is not truly established. Um, so this is uh, what is uh, meant by the two types, and all uh, sentient beings uh, possess uh, this mental consciousness uh, and a mental consciousness that is free of true establishment. Um, so if one wishes to uh, get rid of uh, these negativities, um, and the final negativities, then it's necessary um, to uh, achieve uh, um, a path which will um, abandon them. Um, and the lesser paths uh, do not allow one to abandon them. Uh, when we look at um, the, the bodies that are achieved, um, there are the uh, um, nature um, bodies, and the nature bodies are um, uh, uh, the two, uh, the nature body and the, the wisdom body. Um, so the, there's one nature body that is the uh, actual body uh, that is the um, omniscience uh, of the Buddha. Uh, this is sometimes called the wisdom body. And then the nature body is the actual um, lack of true establishment than the, uh, um, of uh, the cessation, the cessation in the lack of true establishment itself. So one is permanent and uh, one is impermanent. So it's the nature body and the, called the, the wisdom body. Um, and these are the uh, two um, of the Dharmakayas. Uh, so uh, let me see if I got everything. So this uh, view of the lack of true establishment uh, is according to the um, Madhyamika Prasangika, the middle way consequence school. Uh, when we look at tenant systems, there are four different tenant systems in the presentation that we are giving uh, a lack of true establishment uh, is according to the Madhyamika Prasangika school. Jayuritna Deba, Jayuritna Deba, Na, Jayuritna Deba, Na, Tadagudun, 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 Tadagudun,
Sanjee so why wouldn't anyone who is in the conqueror's lineage and works for the welfare uh, who works for the welfare of the world so we are all of all sentient beings are of the conqueror's lineage all sentient beings possess this Buddha nature um, a Buddha works for the sake or welfare of all sentient beings. Uh, if we all have this nature, why wouldn't uh, we have uh, uh, compassion for those stumbling with their eyes of wisdom closed, those working for themselves, those uh, who are um, um, uh, um, not... Then the the mipa. The Sheriff Mipa, the the Su, the Nyentu Dan Ranjao, Su Gechi Shedu. May Kanga Sentient, the Susuju Kanga, the Nyentu Dan Ranjao. Shedo means Kaza, Shedo means Ruchu Jobalas, Timemar, Timemar. Okay, so Timemar, Timemar, Shedo means one, and the Kamba Chudig and the Mukutimen do that. So because the stumbling with their eyes of wisdom closed is referring to, I just want to make sure I was translating it correctly, uh, that it's referring to the Hinayana practitioners um, who, and it says, and joyously persevere as to clear away such confusion. So joyously persevere on the great vehicle uh, path. The great vehicle path is what allows one to achieve a state of omniscience, allows one to uh, act, work for the welfare of the world, allows one to achieve uh, what one's nature is anyway. Um, so, 
that's what uh, is meant by that. And then I'm just looking at um, going back to the different bodies. Uh, Rinpoche was um, describing actually the nature body. There's nature body and wisdom body. Nature body is actually tra um, divided into two parts. Uh, the nature, um, there's a naturally pure uh, nature body and an adventitiously pure nature body. Um, so that, those were the two um, nature bodies that Rinpoche was speaking of. Um, and the um, naturally pure nature body is the absence of inherent existence. Um, and the adventitiously pure nature body um, is the absence of the adventitious stains, the afflictive obstructions, the obstructions to omniscience. Um, so when Rinpoche was saying omniscience, he was speaking of the absence of those stains which inhibit or stop one from uh, being omniscient. Um, so the nature body and wisdom body are two separate bodies. Nature body has two categories. Um, so that completes number two. Now we begin number three. Here you should use a great person's joy, charisma, and strength to shoulder the responsibilities of others' welfare for focusing only on your own welfare as a trait shared even with animals. Consequently, the fundamental orientation of a great person is to focus solely on achieving the happiness and benefit of others. Um, so, uh, here it's saying that one should use all one's strengths to work for others' welfare because just thinking about oneself is something that animals can do. Animals do as well, whereas we should look to exceed the motivation of the animals, of an animal. Shinto 
Sai ジェテパチビセトファジンジェンドンサンタバテチビセチバトファバヤシュテレスパニマニマラチンタジュンタワンタジュンチョワナジカニタンインシンカチェンドニマシンタコロケテンジンドゴレシシデヒドイナウデシ
Raja Tendate Radun Game, Radun Game, Chamber Naji, Raja Tendate Tedanji de Penta de Rula Chitujul, Sesons, or what about the Sumba and the Sumba? This sa, the Kanga, the Dangudu, Yene, the sa, the Kalikapudu, Gaiche Shegomare. The sa, the Chala Kanga, sa Gangla. You need sa. The chala sama jigutsapo gechi shegamare. The the kali kapudu gechi shegamare. The nima kasakala shagudu. Yine kali kapudu yomare. Yine the tepe chembi the nyalan cheken. The the jipu chembo. The randun yomare. The shendun. The the jikten peyun gapudu. Jikten i peyun galudu. The the dropudu. The sa. The 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 chala kanga the ganga yene the sa the kali kapudu gechi shegumari nima kasakala shagudu gechi shegumari the randun shendun the yunten the the injike selbudu shindunye gita kan gata shujan shujarani sa shindu kumbi duan kujinye na gangutun dena. Jibijedin うん。ワテカルカルソンとインシノ。で、で、ジクテン。で、さ。で、ジクテンカンガガンライレ。イネカリカポヨマレ。で、さカリカポヨマレ。ディグソン。ダンジャール。いや。ワテルジドワタ
Uh, here you should use a great person's joy, charisma, and strength to show the responsibility of others' welfare for focusing only on your welfare as a trait shared even with the animals. Consequently, the fundamental orientation of a great person is to focus solely on achieving the happiness and benefit of others. Chandra Groman's letter to a student says, Domestic animals eat a mouthful of easily found grass, and when tormented by great thirst, they happily drink whatever they find. Here, those who make an effort at working for the welfare of others do so out of charisma, joy, and surpassing strength. Um, the sun's great rays shine everywhere, traveling like a horse-drawn chariot. The ground supports the word world without calculating the burden. Such is the nature of persons of great capacity who lack any self-interest. They are consumed with whatever brings happiness and benefit uh, to the world. So here, um, we were just speaking of this part. The sun's great rays shine ever, everywhere, traveling like a horse-drawn chariot. It almost sounds like it's talking about Krishna in a way, um, in the Tibetan. Um, not saying that it is, but it almost sounds like, uh, like the, the, the chariot, um, uh, the, 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 the chariot's rays that shine everywhere. Um, 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 but here it's really um, showing the nature of the sun is to shine everywhere, just well, like the nature just, just, yeah. of the ground is support things, yeah. as the person of great capacity is to have um, work for others' sake and not have self-interest. Yeah, Rinpoche wants to, in the future, go, yeah. look it up, I think, and go over it. Uh, it's not as clear in here. Uh, so... Um, We'll table that till next week, and uh, including mandala offering and dedication prayers. Oh, we're out of time too. Are you the website and you can order off there? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So the concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer at the end of the prayer book. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All-powerful Avogateshvara Tenzin Yatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensir Wandak, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, the spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Suji Ramchi Gutsi Shapi Denranang, Sri Lam Ramchamu Kangachiranang. Shira Sobu